captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Hey fam, welcome back to New Girl, Old Guy for Season 2, Episode 14 of New Girl, Pepperwood. I am neither the new girl nor the old guy. I'm here. My name is Ali Lasher. I'm all ready to introduce this guy who hasn't podcasted in a week. The titular old guy, ready and raring to go, Akiva Winokur. Um, yeah, this is exciting. Um, that is my first podcast back after a little little vacay. Um, I don't. I, I think last week we had one of our uh, most popular episodes, and we hadn't really spoken the week before. So I guess I decided to get busy with work, and you. Um, you uh, also ignored me or whatever, and uh, we're back here. <laughs> I don't know if you the phrase get busy applies to work. I decided to get busy with work. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Kiwi's employed. It's, it's busy season. It's busy season uh, for me and for you, I think. I'm always busy. Well, listen, a time will come <laughs> where I have, I have nothing to do again, and that time will probably come soon. I'll miss that time. I'm, I mean, I look forward to that time. Well, but no... Did we start this? Did I even have a job when we started this? I guess we probably, I probably. So when it's funny. This podcast? You say, it is so funny you say that. I know you didn't listen, but um, Brian Cohen and I recorded our seventh year anniversary podcast over on RHAP. We've been talking about the challenge for seven years. Um, and I made some comment like, oh, it's like I could never do the challenge podcast. I wouldn't have been able to go this long without someone like Brian or Brian specifically because he's just so flexible and laid back and understanding and i this is not a knock to you i was nice when i said it but i was like the time difference of course keeve and i have had more scheduling issues in the blank amount of time since we started ngog and i threw out six months i later looked i couldn't do an alley from the editing room but i later looked do you remember when we started do you have a guess i was gonna ask you so it's like we planned it oh now i do did you Uh, look it up no i didn't look it up i think september uh, close. August 19th. Wow. Yeah, I knew <laughs> I was living in my new place, which I moved into August 1st. Wow. So it's much longer than I thought it's been. And we're only, you know, we're barely scratching the surface. Yeah. By August 19th, we won't even be done with two seasons. You know, you've done this before. You you also, as you uh, tweeted on, on Twitter... That you also launched your podcast with Rob, the Seinfeld rewatch podcast you did. If anyone hasn't seen that, you could check that out at postshowrecaps.com. Google it. Um, but you went through 180 episodes. Did it feel like... I, I'm anticipating that this will feel like a slow climb and then suddenly we'll be at season six and I'll be like, oh my God, that went so quickly. Or no, it's just this slow the whole way. Um, it started slow and then like the weird thing, you know, the episodes we were excited about really aren't in the first few seasons. So like the first year or so was like less exciting and then it's like, ooh, we got to the exciting stuff. And then at the end it was, um, there, I mean, I like season nine of Seinfeld, but there aren't like that many big ticket episodes left. But not in terms of your enjoyment. Yes, but I think that mattered. I think the episodes of Seinfeld are so iconic, like... It's different than almost any other show that you'd be recapping, where I think that like really led like how my feelings would be. So I love New Girl, obviously, but I've enjoyed doing this podcast with you, but it does feel slow. Like, well, 
Once we got to the end of the first season, I was like, wow, that was pretty fast. But now that we're only midway through season two, I guess we're more than halfway through season two. I'm like, oh, we are pretty far away from the end. Yeah. uh, Well, we also missed a bunch of weeks, which is fine. And also, like, people like the show. It'll stretch it out more if we miss a week every six weeks or something. I mean, we've only missed we've only properly missed like one or two weeks. I think we're just late. Uh, like this okay. will go out this week, That's but true. We it was already supposed week. to be posted. Um, yeah. All right. Enough, enough talking about it. actually not enough. Talking well, about us. A resolution. I would like to get on a regular schedule, like especially with the challenge podcast ending your busy season will rise and fall. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully we will. Cause I do think like that matters to the listeners. Like when I wake up and have, you know, Rourke's podcast or Who Weekly, like, ready to go that more. And it's if it's not there, I'm, like, bummed. So I'd like to get to that level of, like, people are excited about it. I think me dropping the ball or us scheduling, it's got to come out Wednesday. It's got to be ready midnight Eastern Wednesday. That's my resolution. Um. Yeah, we could do that. I mean, yeah, busy season will be over soon and – um. Well, we could we could definitely do that. The other crazy thing we realized this week, and we knew we started podcasting with Rob at the same time, but we figured out we started at RHP the same day, June eighth, two thousand fourteen. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, it's wild. You don't listen to me. <laughs> I do okay. listen. I do listen. I don't yeah. listen. It's fine. Um, all right. Well, we're here to talk about season two, episode fourteen, Pepperwood, directed by Lynn Shelton. The late written- Lynn Shelton. Wait, so this this isn't Bo Burnham's girlfriend? Oh, is this? How no, far this ahead not. were you no, looking? No, this is Mark Maron's girlfriend. <laughs> okay, I'm this so sorry. This is Mark Maron's girlfriend who died, yes, recently. Okay. Yes, um, Written by Nick Adams. It aired January 2020. 20, 20, no, January 22nd. Whoops. 2013. I was in into my second to last semester of college, trimester of college. Um, but we have some old business to attend to here, Keeve. Speaking mm-hmm. of Bo Burnham, Neve says, what did Allie and Akiva think about the Bo Burnham special, assuming Allie has watched it by now? I have to interject, Keeve, because I've only seen about the first 10, 15 minutes. You, you've only watched the first 10 or 15 minutes? Okay. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. I saw it. I thought we saw it last time we spoke. No, no, it hadn't aired last time we spoke. We talked about it. Airing. Oh, okay, fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, so maybe I talked about it with the Chester because I did you and your podcast, and then Chester's podcast. Oh, my podcast. Okay. Like that same day. <laughs> like you're and a then, guest here. You're I'm just a guest. The, you're the same guest every week. Um, and then um, yeah, I liked it. Um, but uh, I, I didn't like all the songs. It was very long. I don't want to ruin so, it for other people. Yeah. So I mean, I haven't seen it. I already enjoyed it the most when he talks to the mirror like when he does his intro after Mm -hmm. the first song yeah i'd like more of that uh i really like bo burnham as we said i played a clip you didn't listen but i put it inserted a clip into the last episode um but i just it's nothing with bo burnham and i think what he did is it was interesting to watch in the beginning and again i'll probably love it i didn't really have to i put it on and i was like oh i actually don't have time to really watch this and give it the attention it deserves it wasn't like i didn't like it so i turned it off but i'm noticing i really don't like consuming pandemic related or based content i don't know that i'm ready for that yeah and i don't know if we ever will be and maybe in like 15 years but I like sort of agree. traumatized. It's like mm-hmm. our kids will wa- well, your your grandkids and my kids yes. will watch like pandemic stuff and we'll be like, oh, turn this off. Like my grandpa with mm-hmm. World War Two. 
Yeah, we're going to whine about this and make it seem much worse than it was. No question. It was really bad. Well, that's what's weird, and we don't need to go into this, but that's what's crazy about the pandemic is like, you know, God willing, you know, well, you know, not everyone was fine, obviously, in in your life or in anyone's life, but, but like your immediate person was okay. Now you can look back, you know, knock on wood. You survived. And so what? You stayed at home with your family and your like cushy air-conditioned house, you know, like watching TV, having all of the media you could have, having food delivered, whatever. But it so it feels like it's guilty. You I feel guilty for being traumatized by the experience because when you compare it to war or famine or dying, it's nothing. But it still was trauma. So I can't watch Bo Burnham sing about it. That's fair. Which I think he's he's exploring that in the special is my understanding of it. Okay. Hopefully New Girl won't come back and then have a uh, pandemic special. Maybe there's a pandemic-related episode that you don't know already happened. That is happens. possible. That is possible. Great segue again. Um, the Variety reunion happened uh, this week that I watched. Mm-hmm. And what I can you tell notes. me about it? So it, it's very funny. You could have completely watched it. Except at one point, the host asks a question that spoils the entire ending of the show. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it's like it was almost completely benign. Like, they didn't talk about really where the characters go or who they end up with or don't end up with. But they, like, spoil the last plot of the finale, which is, like, very random. So I'm glad you didn't watch it. I am going to get up and move half a foot to get my notes from it. I'll be right back. I'm back. Did you talk or no? Nope. No, because it was like one second. Last week when you said nothing, I cut it down to like two seconds and mm-hmm. left that though. But it was really like eight seconds and it was like uncomfortable silence yeah. if you're listening to I pop. sort of forgot to speak, honestly. <laughs> but I left you being like, oh, I didn't say anything. So I think the listeners thought it was much shorter than it really was. That's funny. Okay. So a couple of intro. I mean, to be honest, it wasn't anything revolutionary. It was nice to see the cast again, like enjoying themselves. Like nothing was really crazy. A um, couple of things that were interesting that I think we've talked about that Lamorne talked about how well all the, they all talked about how fun it was and uniquely fun it was to be on set and how the crew and the cast and the writers were like all in on these inside jokes and shtick and making each other laugh and that the writers would like pick up on that and like evolve the characters in the direction of the way the actors were sort of goofing off. And so Lamorne talks specifically about how like the fact that they did not know who Winston was when they started the show and that the writers got inspired by the crap they would do on set together and like egging each other on and being weird. And that Lamorne originally was like, this is kind of weird. And then was like, oh, actually this really works. So knowing even what you've seen the progression of Winston over the last 34 episodes or whatever it's been, you can kind of see that like he's getting weirder and weirder and spoiler alert, it's going to get weirder. Yeah. I mean, listen, as long as they're giving him storylines, I'm happy, but um, (laughs) I mean, they real, this is a classic episode where it's like five equals, you know, like maybe, maybe the A story belongs to Jess and Nick, but like, you know, even Cece has like a legitimate role in the episode. I was going to say it's kind of like four equals in CC, but beggars can't be choosers. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that was interesting is they talked a lot about um, a text from producer Kelly. We're recording, Kelly. You'd be excited. Um, That, oh, she, this is crazy. She just sent me a link to the Variety reunion, 
while we are talking. Are you here, Kelly? <laughs> How seriously are you taking this producer thing? <laughs> I mean, Kelly anyway, should be I'll listening if she was off. a real producer. Yeah, well, she she is somehow. I'm tapped. Um, all right, so they talked about how standards played a role and specifically how the scene with Sadie at the gynecologist and Schmidt was like much different and that they had to write around the standards person and how that ended up like making it much funnier. Like I can't imagine if that was like actually graphic, like if it were on Netflix, they said like if this were in a streaming service and you had freedom and Elizabeth Merriweather was saying like in a lot of ways it probably helped us because it ended up being funnier to like work around it and that the standards person like came to set that day to watch uh, Max Greenfield do that, which is pretty mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, that is funny. Um, and then they talked about the possibility of a reboot or a movie and it was like mostly in jest i think zooey and hannah were like yes a hundred percent uh lamorne was sort of like eh. jake ultimately a uh, nick or jake johnson um, eventually like said nothing and max greenfield said absolutely nothing jake johnson said look sh- elizabeth merriweather would have to write something and then if you want me to come in and fool around i'm happy to do it and elizabeth merriweather ultimately said like it hasn't been enough time but like maybe at some point like I still think of storylines and I still feel like muscle memory of writing for them so it's not a no okay I I mean I could see it happening cast maybe like this show is about people who are like 30 maybe it'll be about people in their 40s and I don't know it's doable and then they talked about, like, she, uh, Elizabeth Merriweather said, like, oh, some episodes didn't work. And Lamorne jumped in and was, uh, Lamorne was, I think, the, the star of it. He was really funny and engaged. And he was like, which, was, which episodes didn't work? And it's an episode we have not yet seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so we look forward to talking about that. I'm surprised. Like, I think I was waiting for them to be, like, a father's love. But, um... No, I was kind of, I, I get why they're saying it. I think part of it, there's like a little bit of a 2021 lens maybe on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we will, I will flag that when it comes. Um, yeah. Do you want uh, Kiwi's Digest? Well, do you want to plug that we, we got greenlit for a, a special? This podcast? Oh yeah. yeah that- oh yeah. We did get greenlit. Oh yeah. I, I was confused. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're going <laughs> to be doing, we are, we are Zooey Completus famously, and we will be, next week we will be um, checking out Zooey and rooting her on in her uh, debut as the host or co-host really of Celebrity Dating Game on ABC. We're going to be doing a podcast, you, me, Rob C. Um, famously, the trio that last time we got together, we did the longest podcast in RHP history. I think it was broken, or at least Ian, future podcast guest in two episodes, told me that it was, or three episodes, said it was broken, and mm-hmm. I just said, okay. Yeah, someone messaged me and said it would get broken, so in fact it did. But I haven't listened to a Rob podcast not, in two weeks. I thought Rob hasn't been on a podcast So maybe it was weeks. the one he wasn't on. Is that canon? I, I honestly don't. I haven't listened to a podcast of any kind in two weeks, and or consumed any media, really, other than an episode of New Girl. Okay, well, th- we're blessed for you like to have you here. Puya, by the way, is going to come on next week and tell you that you botched the definition of what um, ratioing is, but we'll we'll save that for Puya next mm, week. No, I d- oh, I'm excited because I I disagree. I'm excited to I have agree a disagree. I have a voice memo, mm-hmm. and he told me I could play it, but I forgot no, in the immediate episode, week. so we yeah, will wait we'll now to next week. week. First repeat guest. Um, 
Okay, Julius Pepperwood. By the way, do you get the name at all? Uh, I was going to ask if you got the name. Yeah, Julius Peppers, uh, Chicago Bear uh, defender. And that was from IMDb. Famous uh, Carolina Panther. Uh, also well-known, he was a North Carolina basketball player. You know, he was a college basketball player and who, who became a, like a almost Hall of Fame-level football player. Right, what are you digesting? The, the Bears or? The Bears. <laughs> did you ever go to a Bears game when you were at uh, Northwestern to see some real I did, football? I, I did not. You know, I've never been to a professional football game. Well, have you been to a collegiate football game? I'm sure you have. I've been to a thousand collegiate football games. Because you know I've never been to a collegiate football game? Well, that makes sense because you didn't go to a collegiate yeah. you went to school two football school. Yeah, you went to two <laughs> collegiates. <laughs> I have many degrees from many collegiates. That's right. That's right. You, you did the whole Big Ten circuit. Yeah. So I, and I think when I was a kid, I went to like an army game or something with my uncle. Did um, you ever go to a Michigan-Ohio State game? Yeah, I must have. Like, that's the big one. Uh, yeah, but, like, they also get excited about Michigan State. There was a night yes. game my third my third year, my third all year, mm-hmm. and I sold my ticket because I could get, like, a ton of money, and then the Gentile was like, how can you miss the Michigan-Michigan State game? You it's didn't go to the, the famous lights. one where they, like, botched the punt on the last play. That might not have even been at home. That might have been I don't, at... I don't know when that was. Okay. But you botched my story, but you know what? It Sorry. wasn't going anywhere, so we Sorry. can move on. Mm-hmm. I have another Gentile story, so I don't want to make it seem like I'm too interested in telling those stories, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, let's digest me. Okay. I'm never say that By the way, again. I that like was weird. my I like uh, my first note is Cece's plumbing is out because <laughs> that has no bearing on the episode except like it's a reason why she's in the apartment right. for the whole episode as one of the crew, and I do think like that's it's just like her plumbing should be completely broken for two seasons or something. Um, do you, all right? Let's ask. Let's ask. Let's get to the guide. Do you think CeCe's plumbing will still be broken no. next week? May, maybe like one more week. But I think they will come up with a lot of excuses why she has to be in the loft. You just gave me a nice guttural. <sighs> like, yeah, the cough, <laughs> that was a serious cough. <laughs> We're not messing around with the cough. All right. Digest it. Do you want me to give you a question from Justin Ramsey to set the tone or you feel confident? Yes, please. Yeah, you could give a question to set the tone. All right. Justin Ramsey said, I think this episode had so much potential. Nick undercover is Julius Pepperwood and everyone finding out their pogos is a great setup for an episode. But the stakes are way too high in the Nick and Jess plot to be that funny. And it drags out too long when the ending is so obvious. Plus, the Winston stuff kind of ruins the pogo plot. Just a weird vibe that derails an episode that could have been great. I mean, there's a Ramsey digest. Yep, I agree. That's like 80% of uh, a good episode here that I did laugh a few times. It's not a disastrously bad episode, but it had a very high ceiling, and it but it, it basically hit the floor. Um, yeah, basically, uh, pogos are the thing that uh, your friends talk about when you leave the room. Allie, what's your pogo? Can you not do the podcast in the digest? Do the digest, <laughs> okay, and we'll right, get to I'm gonna the rush content of the event. Okay, they spend the That's episode. That's why you should always be rushing through it. It should be they, three sentences. They spend the episode trying to figure <laughs> out each other's pogos. Jess is teaching at an adult night school. One of her students, Edgar, might be a serial killer. Meanwhile, everyone tries to figure out everyone else's pogo, and a lot of hijinks is had. And as Justin Ramsey said, the stakes are very high. Let's get into the episode. Okay, so it's funny. Back to the Variety reunion really quick. Um, uh, they were talking about how there's been this like resurgence of interest in New Girl with streaming platforms, and Elizabeth Merriweather was saying that uh, her friend's like 14-year-old daughter asked for a script and asked for this episode, and that she was like, well, a lot changed from the script to what was on TV. This felt 
you've flagged this, but this is the first time I could really see this felt highly improvised or last minute writer's notes, change this, try this. I think a lot of what worked was like funny one-liners, funny physical comedy, interactions between them. The plot could miss me. Yeah, I'm with you. It He's with us, us, people. Yeah, He's I'm with, with us. I'm it, with can, you. it can miss us. That's good merch. NGOG, you can miss me. Mm-hmm. I like, yeah, we would sell some of those. Well, I don't want it to rhyme, but, you know, NGOG on the back, maybe. Sleek Pocketee, the back says, miss us. Obviously, it would be sleek. <laughs> you don't, it's sleek, it, comes, it goes without saying. It takes a lot of work to be sleek. You, can't you, just you wake up in the morning, sleek. you're naturally sleek. That's yours. That's your. Yeah, state but of that's being. that's like that's what I present to the world that you mm-hmm. think that. But it takes me a lot of, you know, like crying mm-hmm. and and, you know, that's really it <laughs> to be sleek. Do a lot no, of crying. Don't see when somebody says ah to something that's supposed to be funny. It mm-hmm. ruins it. Like it already wasn't funny. But like taking okay. that seriously when you know <laughs> you, it's you a joke, it just makes it like this is going to be funny. Dark. Don't ah. No, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I just like, cr- when people are like, oh, yeah, I'm like crying at home. Like, when you're like, oh, you live alone. Like, that kind of thing. If I was like, yeah, Keith, that's really hard for me. That would ruin that you said that. I hear you. It's not hard for me. I hate people. I love it. All right, let's move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, again, it's almost like I didn't take a lot of notes in this episode because I, I found myself wanting to, like, write down every funny line. And the reality is, like, it was a funny episode. The exchange with Cece and Schmidt in the beginning is funny. Goes nowhere. Like, a lot of that kind of stuff is like, oh, haha. Mara uh, would have liked this episode. I she did. She did I did watch with her. Um, she really liked the episode. A lot of slapstick humor towards the end. A lot she of laughed physical and comedy. laughed and laughed. Yes, physical comedy. <laughs> yes, that's a great call from about my wife. You, she did like this episode a lot. I thought of her when I was watching it. Now I think just, like, is... Is Mara laughing? But ironically, I think a lot of the stuff she likes is not stuff I like because I don't really care about the slapstick. And she wouldn't care that the stakes are high because it comes with like hijinks. Whereas for you and me, definitely for me, the, the stakes are way too high in this episode. This is like the third time they've done this this season where it's just silly, you know? It's funny that when I watch the challenge, I find myself after seven years thinking what Brian's going to think of the episode. Like, oh, Brian's going to love this challenge. Brian's mm-hmm. going to like think that fight was like stupid. And now when I watch New Girl, I think, oh, Mara's going to laugh at that. That's getting an LOL from Mara. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> All right. So basically the whole premise is that Jess is failing to connect with her adult education students. Honestly, I forgot that this was the job she got. It feels like I think the writers did, too. The writers completely forgot until it was relevant <laughs> this episode. Um, there is a another iconic gif that we get to see the scene here where Jess is talking about doing a breakthrough with the student. She does some great physical mind breaking through a wall. And then she does that wide shimmy that I'm now doing. But thank God this isn't a video podcast. Mm-hmm. And that is a gif heard around the world. Have you seen that gif, Kiwi? I believe I have. Yes. I know what you're talking about. All right, but did you expect that there would be a jar spinoff, an annoyance bowl spinoff to the jar? Shocking. I did not know, came out of nowhere, the annoyance bowl, which seems to be mostly for Jess. That is wild. (laughs) Now, it's hard because Schmidt, I feel like a lot of the douche jar would overlap with the annoyance bowl. Uh, Yeah, it is tricky. Unless it's like specifically for Jess, I do think a lot of things that are douchey could also be annoying. Uh, Sarah says, can we get an annoyance bowl for every time Uncle Kiwi does something that annoys Allie? Okay. 
All right, let's start at this episode. Let's see. If you put a hundred dollars in. A hundred dollars per click. A hundred dollars oh per click God. in the ball. It's just the clicking. Oh my goodness. You're having a tough work time, so I didn't tell you about the clicking at the beginning of the episode, but I couldn't resist now All telling right. now, you. Now I'm paying attention. Now I'm going to try not to click. Um, I I do love uh, the whole episode. There's this like push pull between Jess and Nick. And they are like never better than they are together in this episode. Where he's like, you can't teach people how to write. Not true. And I say that as a writer. Also not true. I just love the cadence of all of their bits this episode. Uh, yeah, it does feel different. I mean, the end of the episode almost feels improv. Like, there is a lot. Uh, the cadence in this episode is interesting. So she ends up giving her star pupil Edgar's writing to Nick. He complains about the font. Keith, you a big font guy? Do you care about no. font? No, I mean I'll I'll usually put it in Arial because I like sometimes I'm supposed to whatever, but it's not something I think about. What about you? No, no. I mean I don't. Comic Sans offends me, and that's like not from a trendy perspective. I didn't like it when I was like on AIM either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we Matt Stewart said, "What's your favorite font?" Well, we're not big font. I'm a Times New Roman twelve, double space after the period. Mm-hmm. Don't at me. Oh, I don't double space after the period. But other than that, I'm with you. Um. All right. So we're gonna meet Edgar. I'm skipping ahead. I have the guy who plays Edgar. Let me move that in my notes. That's not really effective Nathan here. Cordry. I looked up his name. Yeah, I did too. Uh, well, do you know how many episodes he's in then? Oh, no, no, no. I, uh, it was on um, It was on uh, the New Girl Wiki, so that doesn't ruin it like IMDb does. Let me say this. We will never see Edgar again. Oh, no. I didn't think we would. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think we would. <laughs> I that mean, I'd actor like to know more about his marriage, plays, but that's bad. He that's bad. always plays the creepy, murdery guy. I think it's the eyes. I think Jess has, like, the sweet, huge eyes, and this guy has, like, crazy eyes. Beady little eyes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a good actor because he does a great job of it, and I'm sure he's, like, a normal guy. But, ooh, I would not want to cross him on the street because he's just played creeps after creeps and everything I see him in. I agree. No, he's a, he's a straight creep. All right, speaking of straight creeping... Cece and Winston bump into each other, which starts the whole pogo thing. And I believe, uh, dancing around standards, uh, Winston has a, um, I don't know, morning friend and knocks into Cece with his uh, Johnson. Mm-hmm. How's that for child friendly? Did you watch this with Adira? Well, I did kick it out of the room when that happened, yeah. You kicked your 14-year-old out of the room when no, there was a 15. suggestion. Well, a she suggestion. didn't see it. She just walked in, and I was, like, nervous the rest of the episode where it was going to go. <sighs> so I was like, you can't watch with me. So then then she left. At the end of the day, this was on, like, 8 p.m. on Fox. It's not, I, like, I didn't think it would be Cinex. bad, but I just, I like, I didn't. she didn't want to watch it, and so, like, I sent her out. And then my wife left but came back in in, like, 10 seconds. Okay, two questions. One, do you feel like, as a religious person, you're... Do you think you're more concerned than the average parent? Or I guess you don't know the average parent. I can't tell. It's more of like a dad thing where it's like I, I, I wouldn't have wanted to watch it with my parents. So I don't want like, you know what I mean? I don't want to watch with my kids. Uh, a suggestion of a large penis. It's like so. Well, she didn't even see it. It was barely. just like there's maybe nothing to see. It, it, it wasn't about. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm saying she didn't hear that. She just like walked in the room and I was like. Because you've messaged me before you can't watch this episode with your kids several times already, or other people have. Well, I mean, I don't know who's your kid. Like, I think at 15, I would be able to watch the yeah, entirety no, of New Girl. It was for her, not for me. But I also think, like, 
A, she didn't want to watch him. B, um, I, I'm not telling you how to raise your kids. Look, believe me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I hear you. All right. And then speaking of your kids, you sent me a gorgeous family photo from mm. the weekend. I'm so terrible. I forgot to ask how the bat mitzvah you made was. Oh, uh, it was. It went very well. I thought. Um, you know, important thing is that the that the bat mitzvah girl really liked it. But I think. We, you know, went off basically without a hitch. I don't think it cost us like ten zillion dollars. So what more can you ask? So it's funny when I was uh, talking to myself last week, I was speculating about the bat mitzvah, and I was like, I always thought events like that are way more casual in Israel because you have to like invite everyone. But you were in a suit. Your kids were in tuxedos. Your boys. Yeah. Well, also I it think it was probably formal. their wedding tuxedos for their uncle's wedding coming up next week that they just put on early but yeah i had more in a suit in six but it years. wasn't like they were wearing like cargo shorts yeah i've been to weddings and i have not worn um a suit in six years but it was like our event and i thought i looked very sloppy in the pictures from uh like the the last pop mitzvah and my daughter the current pop mitzvah girl is like much more particular with with dressing so she said you have to wear a suit uh and i already had a suit for this uh this wedding we're walking down the island next week so well, it was a great photo. I, too, wore navy. Uh, Dara wore navy. I am trying to pull up a picture from my bat mitzvah to send you. I'll say this. But- I, I didn't. Um, I My wife taught me how to tie a tie when we got married, uh, which <laughs> is funny Mara. because I wore one. Mara's an idol. I wore one my whole, like, from when I was 12 or 13. I started Clip going on? to synagogue. No. Like, I, my dad <laughs> did it for me every single week, I guess, for, for like seven or eight years, my whole teenage years oh my god and then my wife I just wanna, can you get your parents on the phone i just want to talk yeah uh, yeah uh they would like to talk too but then i think um <laughs> she told me to do it but now i hadn't done it in like i've tied a tie max once in the last decade because when we moved i was like all right no more ties it's such a such a casual dressing place that i didn't remember how to do it now i could remember with like 30 seconds of practice but but uh i had my um wife so- or somebody did it maybe yeah my wife did it there are you saying I was I'm right in that usually they're more casual, but Adira yes. wanted a more formal event? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Did your guests come? Yeah, casual? guests came casual. People came. Plenty of people came in khakis, and people came very casually. So now again, did Adira dictate that you all matched? Because you all matched. You were all wearing navy. No, I think I think a lot of the matching was because we're we're wearing blue for this wedding, and a lot of us like my wife obviously is not wearing the same dress, and Adira is not wearing a gown. But um, I, the boys matched and maybe Ella. I don't know. I have no idea. Here, I just sent you the equivalent photo from my bat mitzvah of my family mm-hmm. that I just happen to have on my phone like a okay. normal adult. And uh, we all we too were blue. How do you like that? OK, we got the mine dude. looks more black, but mine's more blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone's in blue, blue tie. Yeah. I feel like it's similar tie. Yeah, blue, blue for uh, blue for a bat mitzvah. How original! But the navy, the navy is not a normal bat mitzvah. Usually, the bat mitzvah girl, at least my when I was growing up, wore like powder blue or powder pink or powder purple. Mm-hmm. Is, is powder purple a thing? Pastel purple. And my mom loved that I picked the navy. Just she's like that is so unique. And then look, I see Ella in it. I mean, I see a deer in it. It's it's still it's still in vogue. I guess I don't know. Maybe styles are different here. <laughs> okay. Um, no, it looked great. Mazel tov to you and your family. Mm-hmm. Can we and talk no about... more sinning. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's why I sat her down and said, no more sinning. <laughs> <laughs> um, but did you want to go back to the episode? Yeah, well, I want to talk about uh, Julius Pepperwood. 
Well, hold on. We we have to get to what. Uh, well, I guess we don't have. But basically, the whole premise is that Edgar's writing is disgusting, and I love Nick reading this out loud. He's getting totally crazy and carried away with it. I again, such funny bits of like. There's no such thing as a gimp costume, Schmidt goes. You've seen me in one. Like these like throwaway lines that Yeah, there was a lot of funny throwaway lines in this episode. Honestly, there were like legitimately this is top five in funny lines, even though it's not a particularly good episode. I also love Nick Nick is like, I'm gonna investigate. I'm doing an investigation. And they say you're just gonna Google his name. This is Akiva investigating all of my dates. Yes, that is true. It's just a Google. I'll find him. I can find anyone. Google's yeah. name. This is a private investigation. I mean, I'm good at like Twitter search and stuff like that. I'll find some questionable follows. And I asked you to come through for someone. And I'm you very busy. I'm. You know, it's the wrong week. It's the wrong. And honestly, and honestly, I looked through and and there wasn't anything super interesting. I did look, but it, like I didn't have. A... Well, that's good. You're not looking for bad things. No, I understand. I didn't. I didn't really <laughs> see anything. Anytime you send me a guy, it's like, hey, he follows like a little too many barstool accounts. <laughs> okay, like sort of. He's got. He's following people on the left, but a little bit on the right. Okay, it's the same thing. Same thing. Uh, this person <laughs> said something like, "We were talking about what podcast they listened to," mm-hmm. and he was like. And I do listen to one Barstool one. I know, I know. So at least it was sort of like an ownership that you're doing. It's like I eat donuts. I know it's going to kill me one day, uh-huh. but like I eat donuts. That's funny. Um, I did. Te- this was a low light point in my life that uh, this guy went to the bathroom and I texted Akiva Mets fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Did you? Why are you saying that's funny? It was you. Well, I didn't know you were like, I didn't know who was in the bathroom. I don't oh, know. yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, you know, date's over, and he's a Mets fan. That's great. I don't know what time it is where you are. I, uh, that's great. I was, like, texting my dad, like, That's Mets very exciting. Fan. No, that is good. I know he has character. No, I'll never see that person again. All okay. right, let's get back to the show. <laughs> Wait, oh, so my, can we uh, – so people like the draft. My choice. My choice. Yes. Uh, I see. I have to interrupt you for a change. Mm-hmm. You said you want to do a draft, and you said, like – Edgar Pepperwood, and I was nervous that you hadn't actually watched the episode. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Julius Pepperwood. It was in my notes. It probably says, like, Edgar Pepperwood or something. Um, I, I think we should come up with three fake names on the fly, and, okay. um, and, and we'll see who wins the draft. The listeners can vote on who wins the draft. Okay, I'll take Thirsty Mendelssohn. What we can't, it's not, it's not currently used. What's it, Two Boobs Johnson or something? <laughs> what? That's from, that's from New Girl, Two Boobs Johnson. <laughs> okay, well, all right, I will take, you, want, you go first. Hold on. Yeah, Two Boobs Johnson, New Girl, this show. <laughs> I didn't make up with it. <laughs> and Dr. Gavin Daytona. I'm just crying that you just Googled Two Boobs Johnson. Yeah, and not even in, uh, oh man, not even, not even in, in incognito. Oh, shoot. <laughs> okay. All right, blame I'm it going on first. Noam. He's almost old enough that you could blame it on him. Yes. That would be such a funny <laughs> thing for a second grader. <laughs> Girl with two boobs. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. The two boobs Johnson is like, changes the, yeah, the search parameters. That is true. That is true. I, you don't know what you're going to find. <laughs> Okay, I'm going first. Yeah. I'm going to go with Johnny Cartridge. Okay, that's so similar to a lot of people's name. I'm going to go with something I use a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I hope it doesn't offend my, my Orthodox friend. Oh, no. I, I use, I, I refer to a person named Shmuel a lot. I okay. know it's a real name, but just, oh, so you know, like, you know, Shmuel over there. You're, you're, going, you're going with a male <laughs> name to start. Yeah, just Shmuel. Just Shmuel. No last name. <laughs> you like Cher, the titular okay, Shmuel. Just Shmuel. The eponymous Not Shmuel. Not even Shmuley, just Shmuel. Just Shmuel. I, sometimes I'm like, yeah, you know Shmuley, but Shmuel is what okay. I use. Yeah, you call him Shmuley, but fine. Shmuel. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're playing very different games here. This is like when Chester and I do a thing. We're like drafting completely different things. Um, Bill Poppinson. Eel? The first name Eel? Bill, Bill, Bill like Willie. Oh, say it again. Bill Poppinson. Bill Poppinson. Yeah, like Bill Poppinson. Mary Poppinson's father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Um. I don't know how you could top Shmuel. <laughs> I'll go in the complete opposite direction. Um, we need a last name this time. Uh, Preston Fenway. Preston. Preston Fenway. Preston Fenway. Okay. All right, that's pretty good. Preston. The Mets had a Preston. He probably played at Fenway once. Preston Wilson, Luke Wilson's uh, <laughs> nephew or great nephew. Um, Preston Fenway. I feel like Preston Fenway is very rich. I have to say. Yeah, well, I went on the. I went Gentile. Yeah, not a Jew. Definitely not a Jew. Preston Fenway. All right, we talked about fonts, so I'm going to give you a font one. Cyrus Helvetica. <laughs> that's that's the one. I think that's it. I think we're done. You ever see the documentary Helvetica? The whole documentary is just about one font, Helvetica. No, and I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. Um. Shmuel. Uh, hold on. <laughs> what about Charlie Keys? Charlie Keys, K E Y S. K E E S. No, K E Y S. Okay, yeah, I think that's like a smooth operator, Charlie Keys. Yeah, that's. I did a little. You can't see me, but I did a little finger gun when I said it. Yeah, Charlie, no, Charlie Keys, Keys is, is. He's like a Burke Macklin type. Which I think is good because you got the vibe of the name and the character mm-hmm. without me having to do anything besides just say the name. Yeah, that's true. I don't think Bill Poppinson really has that. I think that's the strength of Julius Pepperwood as a name. It's yeah, like that is You good. understand the character without... I love the name Julius. I like J names. Julius, I mm-hmm. love that name. Uh, Cyrus Helvetica, he has that a little bit. You sort of see who Cyrus Helvetica is. I feel like he's in like a toga. Like he's like, he's, in he's a toga? like from a long time ago. Do they people still have toga parties? No, like I mean, he's like from ancient Greece. Ah, like, he Cyrus Helvetica. Ch- ah, I got it. I got it. He's, he's like, like feeding grapes to f- someone. Oh, okay, and so like, he- Cyrus, and he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he had a good seat. He like box seats at the Coliseum or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know about good seats. Um. Okay. I'd All like right, to fine. see you do a little short story. Can you do a scripted podcast on Cyrus Helvetica? Cyrus Helvetica. <laughs> Not now. Like, okay. uh, I'm, I'll sure. ignore it. I'll give you the download. Fine. Maybe that'll be a 32 fans patron this week. If we <laughs> you guys are desperate. Um, but OK, let's talk about Julius Pepperwood. He's from Chicago. He hates. And I said that like a Chicagoan. He hates uh, thin crust pizza. And um, what's his other thing? And he loved uh, the, the bears. No. I, I think, well, he says DeWind, because um, Kelly wrote, please discuss the hilarity of Nick, a person from Chicago, doing a bit as a person from Chicago with a thick accent saying, thin crust pizza, no thank you, and DeWind. Now, 
I mean, I loved it. I thought that was hilarious. Like, again, Nick has no reason to be doing a character. None of these people know him. He could come in as Nick Miller. He doesn't need to Absolutely. do this. And Nick Miller's such a generic name to, to be. <laughs> um, but it's a common misconception that people in Chicago don't eat thin crust pizza. All of those places have a thin crust pizza. I've had thin crust many times there. Did you like the Chicago-style pizza? Like deep dish? Or you mean the Chicago thin? No, deep dish. I really like deep dish. I like all pizza. I mean, I like Detroit-style pizza. Mm-hmm. I hear I probably wouldn't like St. Louis pizza, but yeah, I'm not ruling it out if I'm St. ever Louis there. Pizza. Sorry, guys. But the thin crust Chicago pizza, what I don't like is it's cut in squares, so, like, you'll get a crustless edge, and that I don't like. Oh, interesting. I mean, I'm a big crust person, famously. I'll eat everyone's crust, so. Oh, my God, that feels like so long ago. Yeah, that was a while ago. Do you think people have a problem with you eating the crust in a non-pandemic time? Like if we weren't in COVID and you told that story? I mean, I'm back to eating everyone's crust, so I hope not. I know, but are people as repulsed? I, you can't, I mean, I'm you not can eating never, strangers' like, crusts. I'm eating like my family and friends' crusts. I believe you ate your kids' friends' crusts. Yeah, that was like I was really hungry, you know? <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm not, I'm not asking you to defend your choice. I'm saying, do you think COVID made that a bigger issue or people are annoyed either way at that? I think it probably made it a bigger issue, but I think it's over. I think people are like are going to go the other way. I think we're going to be bigger. Some people are going to be like the, now, like pretend COVID's still there. I think some people are going to be like insane, uh, the opposite of germaphobes now. Interesting. I wonder because we have you the vaccine, fall. so maybe the vaccine is like for everything. Who knows? That's we're not. That is not medical advice. <laughs> that is not correct. Yes. Uh, Kelly says, "Allie, who's hotter, Nick Miller or Julius Pepperwood, and why is it Pepperwood? Pepperwood, very hot." The mm-hmm. rare time the forwards hat is hot, maybe because there's hope that it'll be. One you day want him backwards. to wear a backwards hat? No, it's working for him. I but... mean, it's a blank blue hat, also, and yeah, it's very big on his head. It's like huge. It's like, like a tra- he gets it from Tran. Like I like your hat. There's like no mm-hmm. logo. It's just blue. Um, but what I will say is. Nick is noticeably at, I think, the hottest he's been all season when he's got the ice pack on his head. I don't know if it's the way his hair is brushed out of his face, mm-hmm. but the way he's talking at the end to the before uh, Eugene, Edgar and his, his mom, girlfriend ruin it. Nick looks primo there. So maybe it's Nick with Pepperwood energy is is the hottest, Kelly. But you let me know. Yeah, and it's a good episode for, for Nick, for the Nick's dance, for sure. He's looking good. Um. All right, so he later steals, again, a lot. I just wrote physical comedy and then skipped to the next thing. Nick's back at the loft. He's making a board full of all the creepy stuff in the notebook. Uh, we find out that Jess's one rule is don't take my yarn, which is odd because yarn could be pretty cheap. Like, I don't know that would be my one rule. But Kelly says, is there one thing you wouldn't want someone in your house to mess with like Jess and her yarn? Yarn. Speaking of which, Allie, how's the apartment looking? Keeve. um what's your yarn my yarn that nobody can touch i think it's just like electronics like i hate like the kids will try and do like fake podcasts i don't let them touch the podcast mic oh, that's cute uh my you know headphones like it's just electronics computer that's my yarn that's the only thing i really care about you haven't given them that you're like three mics that have broken i have there's literally a bro- broken mic on the floor by my feet okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm weird about everything. Like, I don't, I think because I never really, 
my house was like a house where you were always offered stuff but like people didn't like go to our fridge and just like peruse you know like mm-hmm. i would never really do that at someone's house i mean on different people i know whatever um so i don't like when someone like rummages around my entire apartment i think as a messy person i'm un- i'm like not used to having a clean apartment so i feel like if someone's rummaging they might find something i just like stash there to get rid of it um interesting you got an update today about how my apartment's coming by the way you want to eat crow kv or what i i am ready to eat crow i guarantee that your apartment would be back to um disaster zone within a week and it's been a week and uh crow has been eaten your apartment is within 15 minutes if someone said i'm I'm, i'll be there in 15 it would be squeaky clean not only that i was out uh getting coffee today and my dishwasher's broken and i got a call saying like they're gonna come fix your dishwasher can they go in and a week ago i would have been like oh it's not actually i wouldn't have even put in the ticket for the dishwasher but i was like yeah no problem thanks so much i'm like and then i texted you and it was like is this how the the other half lives like i don't have to freak out anytime i could just like is it tight is it perfectly neat if i were having people over would i have cleaned more yes but could someone just walk in here not like akiva if you were in the neighborhood i'd be like oh sorry for i haven't swept but yeah come in mm-hmm. that's very impressive i also sent you a picture of my clean apartment um last week for reference. oh yes last week yes it was very impressive yeah, nice place yeah it's a very nice place <laughs> if you say so yourself <laughs> If you can ever come back, you could watch Survivor here. No offense to Robbie. We loved being at your house. Mm-hmm. Robbie, you're welcome also. Um, who will come back first? Me or Survivor to New York? Who knows? Uh, I think Survivor. Yeah. Pro- well, no. I, I'd like to be back in a couple weeks. Oh. Well, you didn't tell me that. I mean, I usually go in for the summer. But other than the pandemic, I've gone in every summer. Um. All right. So Jess goes with Nick to his house, uh, to Edgar's house. And Av, from the editing room of this episode, wants to tell you that this episode completely rips off the use of the word apricot as a safe word from season one, episode, sorry, season seven, episode one of Curb to the transcript. Larry, couples should have like a pre-breakup agreement before they start going out because every relationship is going to end at some point. All you do is send a text. You make an agreement. If you see the word apricot, it means it's over. Jeff. Okay. I should do a Jeff impression. Okay, hypothetically, <laughs> what if you and she are eating apricots at that point? Code name app. Uh, so, what do you think? That's a ripoff or uh, understandable incidental contact? I think it's incidental contact, as the referees would say at the uh, Northwestern games they used to go to. <laughs> All right, sorry, Av. Uh, but interesting. It's fun to point those out. I mean, the whole Pogo premise is also in How I Met Your Mother, and I don't know which came first, of like, they do it where it's the glass shattering moment where you have no idea what bugs your friends, and once they tell you, like, you can't get over it. That's a whole plot line in How I Met Your Mother. Um, yeah, I don't... I, and you remember that from How I Met Your Mother? Oh, yeah. It's like a big... I When I wrote my notes about what a Pogo is, I wrote, the Pogo is the glass shattering. It's like a very memorable episode. Interesting. Okay. I see. I've never heard of it. I think uh, of thank you for pointing this out. It's interesting, but I got a laugh out of I use apricot too much. What am I supposed to call them? Sweet tangy balls. Like it made me laugh. It's a cheap laugh, but I laughed. There are a lot of cheap laughs in this episode. Um, a couple from the beginning. I didn't mention uh, writers don't write. We don't read. We write. That was funny. 
I butchered it, but yeah. that was funny. The uncle, he can't go to near parks. He was cleared. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> when he reads, can I talk about when he reads Edgar's? Uh, yeah. A writing. He says, "I stab and stab and stab." It's such like a Nick uh, saying that I, I like when he says that. Um, um. Yeah, he's my uncle. When they're doing the weird wrestling, that's also some more funny physical comedy. <laughs> a lot of great physical comedy. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to the pogo. I mean, yeah. basically. Nick goes back. There's some, like, Jess. This is where the stakes... I think this is where it goes off the rails. The stakes get too high when Jess buys in to the fear. And then they're back, and they find the drawings of, like, big-eyed characters and being murdered and all of that. Jess ends up... They all get caught in the shed. It's all a big misunderstanding. Jess feels rewarded because he's her favorite teacher. And then, but um, They're actually hooking up this older woman and the younger man... Um, we got a question from Matt Stewart. The student storyline was bound to redirect. Did you expect the wife mom switcheroo? Um, I, I it's funny because for a second I thought, oh, maybe that maybe that's not his mom because they just like they did the thing where they assume it and that's usually wrong in shows. But then I forgot about it and forgot about her basically. Yeah, I don't like the bit where the young man kisses like the eighty-year-old woman. No, she wasn't eighty, but not at, like. It I don't is like funny. It. They're grossed out. They're like Ugh, disgusting. Well, it's gross. Like it, it would How be gross either She's way. Not that old. I mean, here let's find out the age. It's it's just yeah, like I just don't. Here. That and by just the way, like, love is love. That played for laughs is like just does not work right. If for your me. problem is that like. Yeah, that, that they're making the gross-out joke, fine. But what's the old woman where they like kiss and like the saliva goes together and like that's some gross-out like comedy teen movie? It just like, I don't know. There's just something out. about Mary that's like a running. Um... All right, so he was born in 1977. Okay, he was born in 1977, and it's it's also not even like what their actual age difference is. Like you're supposed to think that mm-hmm. they are. She doesn't apart. even have a name. She's just listed as old woman. Old woman. That's like, that's the point. Yeah. She. I might not be able to find her age, but he was born in 1977. She played her first credit is she plays a mom in 1988. OK, so, you know, but also late to the game. Yeah, but like, you know, that's... but she's a mom. In here I'm at her website. Oh, she's like an adorable older woman here. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, she's got scary makeup in one of these pictures. Ah, then she's Santa Claus, uh, Mrs. Claus. A lot of range this woman has. You know, I think oh, people could take their age off IMDb. Wasn't there like a lawsuit or something? Maybe I'm on her actual website, MarshaAndBurrs.com, uh-huh. and it says no nudity. But thanks for asking. <laughs> Get I like a lot that. of requests. She's funny. She's funny. Um, interesting she that she doesn't have her age because but she's, she's never tweeted. Respect. Yeah. Right. Maybe, maybe she's on Facebook. You know, I when <laughs> when I um when I was doing Olympic stuff, I was like, I, there was a couple birthdays I couldn't find, and I went to Facebook, but like nobody really uses it at or like has public enough Facebook, so then. The key is you get people you like you search for someone in their tagged photos on Instagram where people will be like, oh, my God, my best friend, Allie, it's her birthday, queen. And like, here's five pictures of us where I look better than her. 
and that, that that's that's uh, that's where you found the birthdays. Because if you get like three in a row on the same day, you're pretty much locked in. And then you search that day. Yeah, but people are more in. Uh, people are more moving towards the story, not the grid. Yeah, for so of birthday. course, of course. That so like a lot of it was like 2017, 2018, 2019. And obviously, stories aren't searchable. But uh, so it was old, correct? But uh, it was useful. All right, back to the show. Uh, all right, I can't so let's get we're to never the Pogo. Know Marcia Burns' age. Let's get to the Pogo plot because I should think that was like, more fun. Uh, sorry, should we offer like uh, a bounty for someone who, who tells us her, her tells us her age? No, because Av's gonna send some email that's like Ali Lasher wants to know how oh, old yeah, you are. Oh yeah, don't do like... that, Av. Av, don't be weird. You can't you can't contact her. She's all got right, no social so... media. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so the Pogoing of it all is. That's not what Winston makes that something it's not. It's really just the expression for Winston's dong hitting people inadvertently. Uh But Winston spirals with that to make it like what everyone talks about when you leave the room. We got most asked question. Everybody asked us, what are our pogos? I wish we had asked Mara this before she went to sleep. Because I, I feel like people are very comfortable discussing all my faults in front of my face. You know, I'm that type of person. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Whereas people are petrified of you and no one would ever do that. <laughs> I think so. A lot of my haters used to say that I say no. Yeah, I say no. I say, yeah, no. I say, yeah, when I disagree. So like Brian would say something and I'd say, yeah, no, I really didn't like the challenge. Um, And that was illuminating i mean if that's the worst thing you're doing you're doing it right you know i mean a lot of people said some other stuff but i think that's something that as from i feel like as a female podcaster a woman podcaster whatever Mm -hmm. um you people let you know (laughs) what you say all your ticks. i mean somebody once counted how many times i said i don't remember what it was it wasn't like it was some some verbal tick on seinfeld and it was 43 or some crazy number uh and uh and send it to me so i mean yeah I, I like i don't know i don't know what mine are i mean this was a trap i yeah, mostly just me- meant to segue into i it's better not to know like i really believe like you get mad when i talk about you behind your back to people but i really believe in venting to other people i found it i found it the guy Rage? emailed me f- no the guy f- emailed oh. me <laughs> from an aol email Someone I've, I don't believe he's ever emailed me about anything else. He said, F- you started 49 sentences this week with I mean. Not too bad. And I wrote yeah, back, no. wait, did you actually count? And he said, yes, OCD is a bitch. And then, yeah, he's never emailed me other than that. And I've never heard of him. And then uh, complimented me. Um, yeah, I mean, people don't do it. People don't realize, right? Like, they think it's funny. They'll be in on the joke. It's not a criticism necessarily, but it doesn't feel great when someone points this out, which I think is the answer. Like, it's better not to know. I think it's totally healthy that everyone in the loft has, like, different things they complain about each other. That's how you survive together with four adults in an apartment. And the most relatable thing is that Cece's, like, sad she's not even in on the joke. She doesn't even have one. I love when they're like, it's really more of a loft thing. Yeah. And then uh, it's like, you're just hot. That's all we talk about when you leave. Like, you're just hot. But Kelly said, what would Cece's Pogo actually be? Or how would you write it to give her more to do in this episode? You seemed happy with what she had to do. 
Um, yeah, it, it's also funny. Schmidt was like, "Your thing is being hot." Um, I don't know. I, I I wonder if this does Pogo come up again during the series. I wanted to ask. Do you think Pogo comes up again? Yes, I'd say one more time. So, do you think we find out Cece's Pogo? Is that how we'll know she's no longer the new girl? No, no. Oh, Cece's the new girl right now. Is that what we've well, established? I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna say no. We don't find that Cece's Pogo. Are pies my Pogo? What, you think you're bad at making pies? No, I'm joking. Uh, Jess says that. Like, pies can't be a pogo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pies can't be a pogo. Um, well, one thing, but I know this about myself. Like, whenever I offer someone a baked good, I always have a huge caveat that's like, it, it didn't come out right. The oven was wrong. Like, the recipe was bad. Mm-hmm. Like, the pie, the crust didn't set. Like, I, I always give, like, a huge drum roll about why it's going to be terrible. And everyone's like, it's fine. Like, go away. Yeah, I, I, everyone's like, oh, yeah, this is not a good one. Oh, the one I had last week, you can't even imagine. It was so good. Which one? That Just in general, if they're giving someone something they bake. That's what that's. The oh, oh, oh gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. Last, I feel like our last episode was great. So I'm like, I don't have a lot of material here. Mm-hmm. I'm doing but, an, a, Renap, a very Renap meta criticizing myself during the episode. We haven't done that in a while. I guess it's just been straight fire for like six months because we haven't done that once. Now, I know when you guys have a good episode because I hear buzz about it. Well, we don't even do episodes anymore. I'm retired from podcasting. Yeah, well, Ooh, after this up? episode, you should be. You want right, to Keep. I want to know. Well, hold on. Who's up? Who's up? I think it's Yosef. Keep going. Get him on. We don't have a banana minute. Do Can we He's do a live trying. banana minute? He did send me a banana minute, but it was a little lengthy. He sent it to you? I mean, he did do it. <laughs> I, did, I didn't send it to you. Can you please get a live banana minute? At two in the morning, I mean, I could bribe him with Twizzlers. Oh, yeah, you've had you've had him do Among Us. Yo, uh, no arms done Among Us. Come on, just do it. I don't want to have to edit out me begging you to do it. So let's just do it. I'm just I'm just gonna send it to you, and you could play it live on air. The one I would did. be better if we had a groggy minute. minute. I do a pretty good impression. Yeah, he'll be he'll be too upset. He won't minute. He won't, he won't be into it. All right, let's move on. Um, how much butter? Do you know how much butter you're supposed to put in a pan when you're making bacon? No, I don't know anything about bacon. You know that. Trick question. The answer is none. Oh, really? Yeah. It, you just put it. You've honestly, never had you've bacon in your life, cold. right? I've never had it, but I have made bacon multiple times. Wow. For like a, a fella? I made it the first time for like an alumni tailgate at Northwestern. Because wow. I was like, oh, I'd like to know how to make it. Mm-hmm. Gotta throw out um, those pots and pans. Maybe those are the ones you threw out. I I wasn't at my home. I'm joking. Um, I would never. I would not buy bacon and make it. Uh huh. Well, maybe I would. What do I care? I won't eat it. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of other bad stuff. Not like that, but like. Well, I mean, until you did, until you were about mitzvah, then you famously stopped sinning. Well, yeah, I made all this bacon when I was twelve. Uh huh. <laughs> um, but all right, so we find out at the end that this is what's moving the plot here. Nick is working on yet another zombie novel starring Julius Pepperwood and Jessica Knight. When Nick does the writing, he's essentially brain dead. Like he becomes <laughs> Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, you know? <laughs> you didn't like the night was inky hot. I yeah, love that no, line. I do like it, but it's like he's so much dumber when he writes than I mean, I guess there are people who are just bad writers. I guess he doesn't read. Why would he be a bad writer? Um yeah, I mean, I, I just loved, I will say my favorite part of the entire episode, I think, in terms of the plot is this last scene where all of the, everyone avoiding their pogo 
causes like a full breakdown in like the synergy of the loft, like in the loft environment. So like their entire dynamic breaks down where Nick's cooking because he wants to show that he has it together. I don't even think we said their pogos like Nick might not make it. That was pretty funny. Schmidt's toenails, he cut them, went down a full shoe size. So Nick doesn't hear Schmidt sneaking up on him. Then Winston, uh, Jess is suppressing her know-it-allness, so doesn't tell them not to put water on the grease fire. And then Winston gets a fear boner, a la the league, and like whatever. So I just thought it was such a smart little scene of like the payoff of the pogo and then how they move on from it in like two minutes. It was very smart. I... One thing the show does, I've noticed sometimes, is with Winston's pogo. So it's like they they pick things that are going to be too hard to show. Even the toenails don't really work for me, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, this is a podcast. You know, don't make things visual. Um, yeah. No, that's true. So they've done that a bunch of times this season, guys. Like, it's funny in the writer's room, but it just doesn't show up on paper, you know? And that's where the um, games are played. Kiwi Guide, uh, Matt Stewart says, was Pogo, would Pogo have been a better name for this episode? I've asked this as well. No, I like Pepperwood. Well, Pepperwood was impossible for me. Yeah. I don't remember what I guessed, but uh, I don't either. restaurant, maybe it was the name of a fancy restaurant. Was that my guess? Something but like that. Just impossible for me, where, but Pogo also would have been impossible for me. I don't yeah. think that's why they were naming the episodes, though. But um, no, Pepperwood is a better name. Kelly, how long uh, do we... I think Pogo is like replacement level, but Pepperwood is just such a strong, like fun to say thing do you remember and it's like, the a it's story like a year from now if i say hey you remember the episode pepperwood you'll know Im immediately what it is no i didn't know what it was last week i know who ah. pepperwood was like i remembered that part i remember mm -hmm. that he goes in and then i remember that but even when i started to watch the episode i was like oh i forgot the whole pogo thing when winston grazed cc i was like i forgot that ever even happened i remember the rest of the pogo plot but i like did not recall the like penis storyline for winston uh, Kelly says, how long do you think the bowl will last? We're seeing the annoyance bowl again. I, yeah, I, I said we will see it again, but I don't think it'll become a regular occurrence. All right. Uh, and then who won the episode? I asked Mara, but she was like falling asleep I, as, as we were starting. This is tricky, but I'm going to say Nick. I think his writing was really funny. I think, you know, he turns into Julius Pepperwood and becomes a different person. I think this is an easy Nick win. And I don't give Nick a lot of credit. Uh, he does not have a lot of wins in, in the Kiwi uh, in, in my history, but I'm giving it to Nick, and I bet you are too. Yeah, not only did I give it to Nick, but Kelly and Matt Stewart also unanimously gave it to Nick. I think this is our first unanimous. I shouldn't wow. say that. I know some people are looking into it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. We don't have a banana minute, I thought. So I was going to ask you this question from Neve. Who would win in a fight, Julius Pepperwood or Banana? Well, do we know if Pepperwood has three guns? How many guns does Pepperwood I have? I did uh, walk up. I, like, walked outside. There was an outside portion of the, like, bat mitzvah venue. And I walked up to my son, Yosef, explaining to his ultra-Orthodox cousins that he has a friend named Banana <laughs> that would absolutely... <laughs> kill all of you guys he didn't say kill he's like he would he's so much stronger than you he could beat you up he has uh i, I if you play his Three clip guns. now i think he goes into what all right what, well where i don't like to play the fact that i'm playing in a minute and 12 second yeah. clip that mm -hmm. you didn't think was worthy of sending to me i, well, I sort now... of forgot but yeah okay here we go all right yosef we haven't done a banana minute in a while right yeah 
So I was wondering <laughs> about Banana. You were telling me that there's only one house on the moon, right? Yeah. And who lives there? Banana. And? I go and go. And the whole family. Well, and where'd they buy the house again? The house store. The house store? Yeah. How much did they pay for it? One taco. They only got the one taco. That's like 22 cents or something. <laughs> or that's how much it cost? Actually. Yeah. One checkout. Actually, okay. Yeah. This has been this has been the banana. Anything else you want to tell the listeners? They haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah. What? Um. Today, banana is up to making more a hundred and twenty hundred more ninja people. Ninja swords. What's ninja swords? It's a power ranger. Oh. A blasting ranger who have cape that can fly. All right, we're cutting him off. That was the end anyway. Um, no, that was cute. Very classic Kiwi asking about money immediately. One shekel. Very cute. Well, I had heard the story that he bought his house from the, from, uh, from the house store uh, and it cost one shekel. shekel. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's in, so she, I'm saying it wrong. Shekel. 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 I always said Two shekel. E's. Yeah, you could say shekel, but it's shekel. Yeah, this is really too easy. Um, I also like when you talked. You did extra baby voice, Keeve, here talking mm-hmm. to Yosef. And but when you say moon, you say it in the sort of pseudo-Israeli accent that he says it in. How do I say it? The moon. The moon. You say the moon. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna replay it so you can hear it. All right, Yosef. We haven't done a banana minute in a while, right? Yeah. So I was wondering. About banana, you were telling me that there's only one house on the moon, right? Yeah, that's on, a baby voice. That's on like the moon, yeah. on the moon, right? Mm-hmm. I like that it has adopted his. Uh, he did have thing. a lot of family members come, and he would like explain to the banana the banana thing to them, and really none of them care. He really loses well, people. I mean, we stuff. barely care. Yeah, at this point, maybe they know bananas washed at this point. I've been taking the banana tote on the road. Yeah, and a lot of people stopping you on the street. No, but if anyone is listening to this podcast because they saw either my shirt or the tote bag and it made them Google it, please let me know. <laughs> I'm curious if I'm creating any buzz at all, even one person. That's funny. All right, let's get to the Garner Minute and let's get out of here. All right. Uh, I'm setting a timer. I'm going to change the uh, thing. All right, so here we go. One minute on the clock. Are you ready, Keeve? Uh, I'm not ready. I was reading an email. <laughs> okay. Well, are we just rereading the email of the guy who roasted you like five years ago? No, 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 no. Something else. How many years did the Seinfeld podcast go for 180 episodes? Okay. So uh, it started June 8th, 2014, famously. And um, it went until the fall of 2017. Okay. We could do this for three years. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get to the minute. Are you ready? In one second. Um, do you want to well, not do it ha- this week? No, I do. But how many ep- – no, that's – because that's 180 episodes, but there's only like – there's double. So it's like 170. I, I thought don't we know said how- this was like 147 or something. Yeah, so this could be this could be way less. All right. Here we go. Okay. Uh, Jennifer Garner got into memes this week. I don't know about uh, – if you heard about this. She said, I think the proper turn for senior women should be – Queenagers. That is all carry on. Okay. My favorite game is 
who is the biggest celebrity who gets the uh, who gets the top bump on the likes on Jay Garns? Because there's a lot of people in the in the comments tripping over each other for some of these celebrities. Mindy Kaling. So Mindy Kaling sometimes will be there. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow got the most likes, but the algorithm didn't like it at the top. Katie Couric got uh, 230 with I'll drink to that. I saw that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angela Kinsey was up there. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's not that old. Octavia Spencer. You know you can control that now. I'm sure she's not doing it, but you can set like the people you want to have up there. And Kirsten Chenoweth only got five likes, but somehow is the top one if you're just scrolling. So maybe she selected it. Jennifer Garner, way too... Oh, oh. You'll never know. All right. Save by the bell. Um, all right. So, Kiev, you know, we had a good time. Uh, good time was had by all. Maybe not the listeners, but you and I. It's, n- it's nice to be back in the, in a, in the New York groove. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't chatted in a very long time. Mm-hmm. If, we probably if won't I, for a if while. If I came in, would, should we do a live show? No. Like in person. I don't mean for audience. Uh, is that what we want to be doing? Probably not. You know. I, you know, whatever you want. I don't think we need to do that. Well, here's the thing I noticed. I love to record on East Coast time, like while you're. Yeah, that would be good. I'm excited that Rob's on East Coast time now. Honestly, it's not great for me. It's good for you, but like I, I could do the fact that I could do like a ten o'clock record and true, true, true. The thing I was thinking is, um, I don't know. I wasn't even thinking. My, I'm tired. All right, let's thank our five star viewers. I don't Mm -hmm. know if I've thanked them in a while. I might have thanked them. I don't remember. Our cabs and Moonshadow12898. If I've already thanked you, uh, tell a friend to listen and give us a review so I'm not rereading the same reviews. But if I didn't, then thank you very much. Uh, you can subscribe or leave us a review. You could just Google New Girl Old Guy on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Or it's all in one place at anchor.fm slash newgirloldguy. We will be back next week. We have not. Uh, you could always leave us questions for any episode. That used to be pinned at Lash Tweets. I'll repin it. I unpinned it for a special podcast I did with Brian Cohen this week, celebrating our seventh anniversary. That's a very fun pod. Check it out at uh, robinsonwebsite.com slash challenge iTunes. Keeve will be back with Renap this week. Uh, they took a little yachtis, and I imagine 32 fans will be back. But Keeve, you know, you don't have much to plug because you were away. Not much to plug. I will say uh, I figured – Chester, we I could I could knock out three pods in a night here, one with you and then two with Chester, and I just got a text from him saying I have a meeting and I, I'm I don't I don't know if we're gonna oh, get to record. Don't wait for his meetings to be over. Let me I tell know. you that I've been played that game. Yeah. Um, all right, we will be back in the meantime. Please follow um, uh, Akiva Lash at Twenty Six. You can follow me at Lash Tweets. We'll be mm-hmm. back next week, hopefully with Puya. We haven't confirmed, but we'll see if Puya's around. Talking mm-hmm. about season two. Episode 15, Cooler. Okay. I think you can get this if you think about it. Nick gets into gambling and Winston is the cooler. Sorry, Mm. that's all I got. Sounds like a mess. We'll see what happens. I think you are, I would say you're, you're, you're medium cold. Okay. You're like tepid. You're not ice cold. There's some relevant relevancy all right we'll talk about that next week until then you know i don't know have a good one whatever brian says yes (laughs) whatever brian says guys bye 
space is his job. She's the captain of NGOG. Ali.